1: 651-641-1071. Where are all the Halloween Scrooges? I know you're out there. Let's all commiserate on the Colleen and Bradley Show. by talk 1071.
2: so committed to being a Scrooge on Halloween? What I, did Halloween ever do to you?
1: I never, I don't, like, I don't think I realized until recently that I am just all across the board. I don't like Halloween.
2: What particularly do you not like about Halloween.
1: Well, it started with just the dressing up part. Like, I hated it. I liked it when I was a kid. But then when I got to be, like, an adult and, like, college and people would be like, what are you going to be for Halloween? I'd be like, ah, myself?
0: Yeah.
1: I don't want to have to dress up. I don't want to have to go to parties. I don't want to pretend, like, this is super fun because I don't like it. So I just, like, opted out. Then, like, then I had a, like, I had to be in charge of what to hand out on Halloween. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to hand out candy. I don't need candy. We All don't. Right. Want, we don't need candy. So then, like, add that. And then people are like, "Oh, do you do the jack o' lantern thing?" I'm like, no, they're messy. Like, they rot on the porch. It's just the like, squirrels get into them. So
2: why do you even hand out anything? That would be the question. Well, I because
1: think, you know, there's people that come to the door, and I just, you know,
2: I mean, Holly and I have come up with a strategy to deal with that, which is turn out the lights. Right. Because now, if there's no front light at your door. People ain't coming to your door.
1: That is true. Um, I don't know. I think I don't want my kids to know like how much I absolutely hate the holiday because I want them to like have some fun. Right. So they get their own costumes and they do their thing and we go, we all go trick or treating together and you know. My husband so like and I a- mosey behind them and watch them go from door to door, you know, maybe get a little snuggle time. So you time. let your
2: kids have Halloween.
1: Absolutely. But I just don't like it. I don't understand it. I don't understand what's fun about it, especially as an adult. I do not get, like, getting all amped up about what you're going to dress up as. I don't understand it. Uh, and apparently I am not alone. Good. Annie's on the line. Let's hear from Hello Scrooge. Annie, are you a Halloween Scrooge? Well, Yeah. What is it that you don't like about it? Well, I can't figure out how to do it because I have two probably 60-pound dogs. And for three hours, I have people coming to my door. I have to open the door all the way, and I have to keep the dogs from getting loose. Oh, my God. And I don't think it's fair to put them in their kennel or to put them on leashes and drag my furniture around the house. (laughs) So I hide in the basement. Oh,
0: my (laughs) God. That works.
2: That yeah, works. No, that's I was going to say, I hope you're not continuing to hand out candy because you can just shut the lights off and stay in the basement.
1: I shut off the lights and hide and if yeah. they have to go out. I take them out the back door in the dark.
2: I'm all for that.
1: <laughs> Thanks for your call, Annie. I'm with you. I'm with you. No, that's nonsense. Trying to like we used to have a dog and I so also hated that, too, because the dog always wanted to try to get out
2: yeah we we never have handed out candy mostly because i'm just not home and by the time i get home it's the tail end and it just wouldn't make any sense well now we have a dog and that's even further excuse because i would literally have to keep her on a leash or i'd have to hold her every time i open the door because she would want to you know be friends with everybody that came to the door does she
1: bark at the people going by
2: um not people dogs she she barks at dogs. okay yeah
1: uh let's go to liz hello liz are you a halloween scrooge Absolutely, one hundred percent. What is it what that, did that you they hate do? You okay? I think Halloween is for children. It is for children. Oh, and so I'm not a Scrooge. as in I hand out candy. My kids get to dress up. They have the joy of Halloween. Yay, yay, yay! <laughs> but wow, like, I, I, but adults, like, if you want to wear
0: costumes, be an actor. Right? Like, oh my God! Go and join the center. How dare like... you?
2: Have fun. <laughs> don't have fun. Get paid well, to have fun. It's
1: for children. Like, but do, says who? Says me. Says, says Liz.
2: Well, I mean, who like, made you queen you of the world?
1: Do you sit on Santa's lap? Do you sit on Santa's lap I for act, Christmas?
2: You know, I don't, but I do have friends as adults who do take pictures with Santa Claus every year.
1: Okay, see? Weird. I'm sorry. I just yeah. don't get it. And so I am a Scrooge in that. And by the way, pumpkin carving, worst tradition ever. I agree. It's messy. It's boring. Oh my
2: it's
1: all, all those things. I, so like Liz, so I don't know if you're like me, but I'm like... We not inviting
2: you to our, our uh, harvest celebration this year, I don't think.
1: We're fine with that, right, Liz? Yes, totally. Thank Absolutely. you. Um, I, like, seriously, the thing about p- pumpkin carving, I seriously look at my mom and I'm like, how did you let us do that? Like, you just handed us a knife, and you were like, yeah, go ahead and stab that pumpkin. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to do is give my children a knife. (laughs) Even if it's, like, the safety ones. I was going to say, now
2: they have those safety things that you can use. But we just, you know, you pull out some newspaper, uh, you know, saw away, and then it's never going to look like what you thought it was going to look like. But for me, the best part was then you get to make the little uh, pumpkin seeds.
1: See, I just buy if like if we want pumpkin seeds, I'll yeah, just buy them like Yeah, but it's that. fun. Let's go to Anna. Hello, Anna. Anna, are you a Halloween Scrooge too? Hi, Anna. Oh hi! Yes, I I am.
2: I'm currently in the, um, in the Halloween section in Target. Why? What are you and doing And like, I I have to pick up candy because just in case I'm gonna have trick or treaters tonight. I love that and you're pumpkin. You... <laughs> And you know, I don't. I don't want kids knocking at my door, and I'd be like, I don't have any candy. They're
0: going to be like, Mom, some girl didn't have candy today. <laughs>
1: oh, Anna, may the force be with you.
0: I'm dying. Okay, <laughs> have
1: a good day. I That's- love
2: the people that are Scrooges, but yet they're still buying candy for Halloween.
1: No, that means you're not a Scrooge. You got to go full Scrooge. You yeah. got to turn but off see, the lights. I don't
2: consider myself a and Halloween. Hide. I don't hand out candy, but again, mostly because I feel like. I I just it's not a priority for me to do Halloween and I feel like if I had you know if I was home sure I would you know I'm not doing it but it's not because I don't want people coming to my like to me a Scrooge is like get out of my house I don't want strangers coming to my door.
1: I don't like that part of it, but I am willing to entertain it because I will bring my children to other people's doors, right? So that I feel like, okay, well, turnabout is fair play. Like, then I have to give something away. I have to do the thing. I have to answer the door. Yeah. I also, I also, the, the real one of the big reasons I despise Halloween mm-hmm. is like in Minnesota, it's always so not always it's usually very cold mm-hmm. so then you have to deal with the whole like where do you put your jacket do you can you wear it under your costume do you wear it over you your just costume? flash the house it's you go the, up to the house like, and like, <laughs> it just makes it not even all that fun i remember being young and like getting all suited up in my costume and then my mom being like put your jacket on and i'd be like but then why do i have a costume on it just is such a buzzkill it makes you really sad which is why we used to do the trick-or-treating at Mall of America. because was going to say, can wear... you just go to the mall? and? Yeah, we yeah. used to do that when my kids were way smaller. Now they're at the age Also, where... it's just
2: cold, man. You're going to be cold. Big deal. Wear something under your, co- your costume. I
1: but know. Then it gets bulky. I know, and like, that's not comfortable. look,
2: life is not
1: easy. Yeah, but Halloween it's should it. be. Halloween should be. It that's should just... be easy? Yeah, it's like a holiday. It should be fun and easy. Are any holidays fun and easy? Oh, my oh God. trust you guys me. As seriously an adult, right no. now
2: Are like the biggest scrooges. I know. Wob, wob. <laughs> I
1: don't love Halloween. Sorry. Don't come to my house tonight. Hashtag not sorry. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you'll never believe who is still the number one highest paid dead celebrity. We'll tell you who it is after this on My Ooh. Talk 1071. Colleen and Bradley show My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Who's the highest paid dead celebrity? Well,
2: this is awkward. Uh, for, well, it's been several years, actually. But this year, again, Michael Jackson is the highest paid dead celebrity. And this list, of course, comes from Forbes. They put this uh, list together every year. Um, and they just published it again this year in a uh, perfect timing for uh, Halloween. He paid or he topped the list with four hundred million dollars. Um, that's a lot of money. Four hundred million dollars. The next person on that list is Elvis Presley, who made 40 million dollars. Wow. So it gives you an indication of the distance.
1: That's a pretty big Leap.
2: Yeah. And there are reasons for it. and We can talk about it. But when I was going through this list again of the highest paid dead celebrities, I mean, there's some interesting people who are on this list and why they're on the list. And we can talk about those. But really, for me, the takeaway was that it was Michael Jackson. And for me, the takeaway with Michael Jackson is specifically this year. It's awkward because, of course, Leaving Neverland. Right. The documentary that alleged some serious uh, sexual abuse allegations on the uh, at the hands of Michael Jackson um you would think that perhaps that would affect somehow the amount that people were consuming Michael Jackson
1: Well I think that's why
2: those um allegations
1: That's why I'm so surprised that he's not only at the top of the list but that he's so head and shoulders On top of that list.
2: Yeah. The reason he's so head and shoulders this particular year, and again, he's been at the top of the list, I think, for the last seven years. But specifically this year, $287 million was brought in to his estate after the sale of um, EMI Publishing to Sony. uh, His estate's stake in EMI Publishing, that is, to Sony. So that was a huge particular sale. You know, this is not just like how many downloads. But I will say another thing that i found fascinating again about michael jackson being the the highest paid dead celebrity um the his music streams increased this in the last year uh to 2.1 billion versus last year's 1.8 uh billion so that means that his his music streams have gone up in the last year which again that to me is is like You know, I understand, like, the business stuff going on behind the scenes with major corporations, like, doesn't surprise me because they're probably not as concerned about his image. They're just trying to make some money. But this boils down to people, you know, purchasing, streaming his music. Right. And they are doing so uh, more than they ever have this year, which is odd. Again, with the timing of Leaving Neverland.
1: Well, and I guess I thought that after Leaving Neverland came out, the conversation shifted back to, you know, a creepier, grosser, horrific side of Michael Jackson, that, that, that the consequence of that would be more people saying, oh, I can't listen to Michael Jackson's music anymore.
2: Yeah. Or so you this just seems to be
1: such a bizarre... A fact.
2: Yeah, you would totally avoid, you'd think, or at least there would be a marked difference. Um, maybe it would be the same. It would be flat year over year. But no, this year, you know, again, over two billion people or two billion streams of Michael Jackson's music in the last year.
1: The other thing that shocks me about that is you would think that his estate wasn't making any money because of the way like they're always trying to grab for money. Yeah, you would think that that was all a result of the fact that the, like leaving Neverland was actually having an effect, a negative effect yeah. on the estate. So that's surprising to me, because yeah. that's a lot of money to be making without even being alive.
2: Yeah, well, absolutely. And what I will say is that, that that really is just a sad result when you think about it. So there, it's not that, okay, so I'm sure there are people out there who still listen to Michael Jackson music who maybe have issues with you know, the stories about Michael Jackson. It's not to say that they don't believe the stories about them, but maybe for whatever reason, they're able to separate themselves from those particular allegations when they're consuming his music. Um, but you would think you would see some sort of effect because that I will say, yes, we talk, uh, talked a lot about leaving Neverland, maybe more so than the average media outlet, because while that was such a part of the pop culture uh, that we talk about on this station, um, And so maybe there are some people who just weren't paying attention. But again, he has been the highest paid dead celebrity for the last seven years running, and there's no sign of it letting up, which is just kind of sad that somebody's, you know, I mean, credible, multiple people's credible allegations of that kind of sexual abuse don't seem to have any impact on their ability to make money.
1: You know, this is sort of a tangent, but it's related in the sense that it would make me, I, I would want to, like, put that up against, like, and we we don't have this data because there's no reason to right now. But, like, how many people are still consuming uh, Bill Cosby yeah. stuff? Mm-hmm. You know,
0: like, did...
1: story would have a negative effect Mm -hmm. on the estate maybe it won't have the impact that we thought it would that it's not the consumer part of it may have not changed at all yeah even if our opinion like our public opinion has shifted about a person
2: well what's what's you know sad for bill cosby is that he will never make as much money you know like if if better to have the allegations about you come out and it's not that michael jackson didn't have allegations it's that those the difference between Michael Jackson and Bill Cosby is that uh, Michael Jackson had allegations made against him. He was acquitted of those allegations. Right. They still lingered, of course, but they had been adjudicated in a court of law. And so people could plausibly say, well, I, he was found not guilty, fine, move on. And then, you know, people sort of have a short memory. And then in death, he's able to go on and make, you know, billions of dollars. Um, whereas Bill Cosby was actually tried in a court of law and found guilty. And I think he and his legacy will suffer as a result. You will not see, I mean, no doubt people will try to rehabilitate his career and You know, he wasn't the only one that was involved in the creative works that uh, we enjoy from Bill Cosby, things like The Cosby Show. So maybe there will be some flattening of people's outrage about it. But I would think long term, somebody like Bill Cosby, who otherwise would have gone on like all these other people on the list, Marilyn Monroe, Prince, Whitney Houston, Charles Schultz, Arnold Palmer, I could go on, Dr. Seuss. All of these people that had such a huge impact on the culture went on, you know, continue year after year. To make tens of millions of dollars. I don't think Bill Cosby's going to be able to do that because yeah. I think the 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 allegations came out and were dealt with in his lifetime and they were dealt with in a way that, you know, uh, said he was guilty. Right. Right. So. right.
1: Exactly. It is fascinating. This list is like it is there are some people on the list where you think. Oh wow! Like they're they're lower than you would have thought they would have been, right? I don't know if you've had that reaction.
2: Who do you think is lower?
1: Uh well, like honestly, Whitney Houston.
2: Yeah. Whitney Houston, um, by the way, that number's wrong. It says $95 $9.5 yeah,
1: yeah,
2: Um But Whitney Houston, yeah. Again, from year to year, it just depends on were there particular endorsement deals happening? Like Arnold Palmer's super high because there were a couple of major corporate endorsements that happened. That's so
1: interesting. Yeah. That's interesting, too. Like, the act of having an endorsement after death yeah it's crazy uh, all right when we come back on the colleen and bradley show we've got some celebrities behaving badly we call them d-bags and we're going to tell you about them after this on my talk 107.1 my talk 107.1
0: everything look at me damien it's all for you entertainment entertainment
1: We've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. And uh, we have a name for these celebrities D-Bags.
0: Presenting Lord and Lady
1: Douchebag of the Day.
2: Okay, so my D-bag today, normally I don't want to criticize people's Halloween costumes because it's a Halloween costume, whatever. I, though, have some issues with a lady named Bella Thorne.
1: Okay, have you met uh, Bella Thorne? Uh, you have met, actually, have the actual Bella Thorne. The actual Bella Thorne. I have, uh, too. Yeah, you have, too, Holly. You, you did a show with her. hmm
2: I mean, you, she was on the Lori and Julia show, and you guys interviewed her, right, Correct.
1: Holly? So I know of her, uh, and I am dying, no pun intended, to hear what she dressed up as for Halloween. Um, She was a sexy Girl Scout.
2: Of course she was. Now, normally, I would say, I'm not going to tell somebody what they can dress up as. and I am not a prude. But I do think there's something a little creepy about Bella Thorne dressing up as a sexy Girl Scout. Yeah. Right? Because what is a Girl Scout?
1: Well, it's a young girl who is trying to learn life skills uh, through different types of activities with other young girls. Yeah. So
2: the program was originally designed for girls aged 10 to 18. Yeah. Okay. Minus the word or minus the 18, that implies a girl. Right. And I don't know why this particularly struck me, because now that I think about it, like, I'm sure there have been sexy Cub Scout, Boy Scouts or something. I'm, Cub Scout would be a little stretch, right? Yeah. But, like, I can see, like, some gay guy wearing, like, a, a Cub Scout or a Girl Scout outfit, frankly. But I feel like if you're a female celebrity and you're going to do a big photo shoot, I just feel like 2019 isn't the year to be the sexy Girl Scout. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: I'm also just going to go ahead and... um draw some other correlations, if I may, and wonder if maybe these have something to do with your distaste for her costume as well. If I'm not mistaken, Bella Thorne has been vocal about perhaps having been victimized um, sexually while underage by men in Hollywood. So... I don't know that it's a good choice then to further sexualize young girls.
2: Yeah. And I'm not trying to like, I'm trying to like, I don't want to be slut shamey. Like if she wants to be a sexy corn or sexy pizza or sexy Popeye's chicken sandwich, go for it. But there is just something about her dressing up as a sexy underage girl that seemed a little distasteful. Yeah. And again, maybe I'm being unfair uh, to her, but I, that's just my opinion. And because, like, when I read the, the article that came along with this and they're talking about um, her and her outfit, they're like, she kept her young, young look with red hair down and pigtails, tied with black hair ties, and wore untied blue sneakers. Um, oh, where was this? She, Bella conveniently hit her crotch by lifting her knee before playfully leaning forward and showing off her backside. Ugh.
1: Like, okay. <laughs>
2: She also shared a video on her Insta where she called the costume Sexy Cute.
1: Yeah. She also referenced the Girl Scouts cookie uh, sales by captioning something. Like something like, you want my cookies. Cookie delivery. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. It was something nasty. Yeah. Also, her other look of the spooky season, according to Daily Mail, was her being beaten up.
1: I, you know, I worry about her. I think it's important for us to continue to do some welfare checks on Bella Thorne. Yeah, well, it's somebody else, because yeah. I don't think we're qualified. No, we're for not, this. but somebody should be checking on that gal. I'm worried about her. I just, oh.
2: <sighs> Comic career user.
1: Um,
2: Maybe not your best look. What do you got?
1: Uh, Lori Laughlin, but also CNN Entertainment. Oh, okay. But What's mostly going on with Lori Laughlin. Well, so, you know, Lori Laughlin has been making headlines for months because Mm -hmm. of her involvement in the uh, college admissions scandal. Yeah. I actually had to double check and make sure that this article was actually dated today. Okay. And not from months ago. And this is why there's a lot of debaggery uh, involved in this story. The headline is, Lori Laughlin fears she may go to prison, source oh. tells CNN. I, this is what I want to say. This is my open letter to Lori Laughlin and CNN Entertainment and all of her friends and other sources. Get comfortable with the fact that that girl's going to jail. Yeah, that woman is going to prison. Stop with the headlines about her being afraid that it might actually happen. Girl, you better. I don't know what literature you need to read, what videos you need to be watching in order to prepare. You're going. She's going to prison.
2: Yeah, if she's found guilty, she will definitely be going to prison. And
1: and outlook is pretty good. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, our friend, she's not our friend. I don't know why I'm talking about her like she is our friend. But uh, Felicity Huffman. Our friend Felicity. Our we friend Felicity. Mm-hmm. But Felicity Huffman faced the music and did the time for the crime. Yeah. Lori Loughlin made choices all along the way. And the consequence mm-hmm. of those choices will likely include prison. And I'm, like, growing a little bit tired of these weird headlines that are, like, Lori's hit rock bottom and she's very afraid she might go to prison. I'm like, this is get a pamphlet and read it because you're going, it's probably going to happen.
2: This is one of those things where I wonder how much of the, um, because you see a lot of this, like the, the whole narrative with Lori Lawton from the beginning is like, first she was a bitch uh, because she was like, I'm not guilty. I'm fighting this. Whereas Felicity Huffman was like, I did wrong. Yep. And I wonder, somebody will no doubt write the book and they will be, pulitzer prize winning journalist, probably i will definitely read the book especially if there's an audible audiobook i want to know what it was really like from the moment like i just kind of want to know the whole story right and i want to know how much of what we have read is sort of the media crafting these different um, personas and how much is actually their personas. So like how much was, because the media will have you believe Lori Laughlin was a bitch about this whole thing. And is like, I, this, I didn't do nothing wrong. Blabbity blue. Whereas Felicity was like, Oh, I'm a horrible person. I'll do my, I'll take my licks and, you know, do my time. I don't know if that's actually true. Those are the stories that have been portrayed to us. And I would actually like to know because, um, it seems a little too convenient that Lori Laughlin is like, she's been on this like journey where she was a bitch. She's going to fight everything. And then, Oh, she's facing the stark reality of what lies before her. And now she's thinking, maybe, maybe I should do a settlement. And now I'm really not, Oh my God, I'm so scared of what's coming for. Like how much of that is the media trying to take us on a ride?
1: Like, cause they need that way. The, the, public opinion or something or yeah, well, yeah or but just, just to keep an audience have a story as we line. go
2: forward whereas the whole time laurie laughlin could be like i can't say anything because uh i don't want to get any deeper doo-doo and meanwhile the media is like blah blue or maybe it's her people like yeah. you look better if blah 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 that's the stuff i really want to yeah. know what's going on behind like the how scenes. this
1: all has been portrayed because
2: the way she looks it's just she looks like she needs to shut her mouth and just do her time right. and throw herself on the mercy of the court.
1: Well, when you go to people.com and they have the subcategory of the college admission scandal, it's a picture of Lori Loughlin and her two daughters front and center. Yeah. Well, she's going to profit off of this. I will tell you right now, I do think that there's some part of this strategy that is going to have to rely on what will come after whatever the sentence is. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like because she's obviously like you said, she did a people shoot with her daughters. Uh she made some money off of that. Yeah. Uh her her name has been in headlines far more than it ever had been before. Yep. She's like a household name, well and more she, before she was just Aunt Becky,
2: and unlike Felicity Huffman, who no doubt will write a book, do a Barbara Walters interview, she doesn't even do interviews anymore, but that kind of thing, like there's a story for her to tell, and she will probably tell it, and she will look you know very staid and and very calm and very you know remorseful and humble and all that stuff. um, I can totally see it, whereas Lori Laughlin, I think truly first of all, if she is c- convicted um then she stands likely to spend a lot more time in prison than Felicity Hoffman right. ever did. Right. And therefore, that experience will afford her all sorts of opportunities, which is really sad if you think about it. It is. But it's also, I don't know. I mean, if we were going to be sad about that thing, we should have been sad about it like a long time ago, because that's just celebrity. Regardless, she is going to have several, to your point, opportunities to financially...
0: recover yeah
2: after this and not i don't necessarily blame her because you got a family and she needs to like go to work right and this is all she really knows how to do is tell stories right so but just get ready girl because but you're going to jail you're
1: gonna go like you're probably gonna go
2: i would just be yeah i'd be calling my priest and i'd be calling my therapist and i'd be spending a lot of time
1: with my family exactly when we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show, we've got a little Chonis bonus for you. What is Chonis, Bradley? Chonis is Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. And they're a publationship. What's a publationship?
2: It's a relationship for publicity.
1: We're going to get into Priyanka's daily routine when oh. we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk
0: 107.1. My Talk 107.1. Everything. I don't know what the hell's in there, but
2: it's weird and pissed off, whatever it is.
0: Entertainment.
1: Well, we always like to talk to you about publicationships in Hollywood. A publicationship is a relationship solely for the purpose of publicity. And uh, one of our favorite publicationships is Jonas Priyanka Chopra, and Nick Jonas. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk com. everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trader. Hello. And uh, what are we learning about Priyanka Chopra? Oh well, you'll remember in the last
2: hour we got the morning routine of one Chris Jenner. Yes. And today we're going to get a little uh, morning routine for Priyanka Chopra. It's a Jonas
1: bonus.
0: It's time for a Jonas bonus.
2: So Stefan Preston—that's a legitimate name from the Showbiz Cheat Sheet. Okay. Do you uh, remember who wrote the daily morning routine for Chris Jenner?
1: Yeah, that was Dirk Winifred. Yes. Do all these people moonlight in adult entertainment? <laughs> it kind of seems like it, right? There
2: is no such person as Stefan Preston, <laughs> who works for the showbiz cheat. I love it. Just FYI. Okay, so that's what we're dealing with. But they, Colleen, like they did with Chris Jenner are very good at sort of Googling stuff to make you think there's a story here. So let me share with you some of the things they learned, and let me share some of the delicious tidbits about Priyanka Chopra's first moves of the morning. Mm. Do you know the first... <laughs> okay,
1: wait, I don't want to know about the first moves of the morning. <laughs> oh,
2: yes, you do. The Her first move in the morning is to do one thing I bet no one else listening does. Wake up? Check their phone. Oh, Oh, She admitted in a recent interview that she usually wakes up a little before 6 and then likes to scroll through her messages and check emails. (sighs) Do you know what she does after that? Again, no one does this. Eats breakfast? She has a shower. (gasps) Okay. And then she drinks an espresso, hops in her car, and heads to work.
1: Where is that? Pray tell.
2: I don't know. It depends on what movie she's filming, what SpawnCon she's trying to publish. It really does just depend. So...
0: This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So...
2: Priyanka Chopra's morning routine seems like everyone else's Yeah, look routine. at her phone and take a she shower. She gets up, has coffee. First of all, I don't know, did she go to the bathroom? I mean, that's usually Well, that's one the of my, movement
1: I thought you were going to tell us about.
2: Especially after you have her coffee. I will... Or you have your coffee. She does say uh, once she arrives on set, because, you know, she does a lot of filming, it's time for rehearsals. And Chopra dives right in with her coffee in hand. She once joked that coffee does not leave her side for easily the first hour, or the first four hours after she wakes up. Wow, that's a joke? I mean, I do... Okay. So she's normal. After rehearsals, she gets busy filming and usually stays late in the day. She is also considered one of the most beautiful actresses in the world, but she doesn't follow... This is the thing that I learned about Priyanka Chopra. Again, this is her daily routine. She is one of the most beautiful actresses in the world, but she does not follow the same dietary rules that many of these Hollywood you know, birds do. Oh. oh, no, she doesn't just like she doesn't. Because remember, Chris Jenner. What did we learn about her daily eating routine?
1: Uh, she has food delivered to her from Rocco to Spirito.
2: Yeah. So very healthy. Yeah. <clears throat> right. No.
1: Priyanka Chopra crushes biscuits and gravy.
2: Well, she doesn't strict, stick to a strict diet. In fact, she likes to wing it when it comes to her food. And she just eats based on how she's feeling that day. She said if she's feeling a little out of shape, She'll just stick to lighter options like salad and soup. But otherwise, she loves staples like burgers and pizza. Okay, that told me nothing. She also likes ordinary snack foods. She's just like you. She loves Pringles and Doritos. And do you know what one of her favorite food combos is? What? Ice cream and margaritas. What? Yeah.
1: Okay, that's Preferably on the beach. That's weird.
2: I mean, nobody does this. This is all just lies. She, I'm sorry, but Priyanka Chopra, excuse me, is this powerhouse woman who's like bi-continental. Yeah. I mean, she's going from continent A to continent B. She's got like a super mega fake, you know, marriage that she's in that she's got to prop up by doing countless photo shoots and Spawn Con. And you want me to believe that she's just going to chow down on a burger, whatever she, she wants. No. It. She's eating out of plastic bags, just like every other celebrity eating chicken breasts. And, you know, doing 16-8 intermittent fast dieting like everybody else. Right. She's not eating Pringles. She's not eating Doritos. And she's certainly not on the beach eating ice cream and margaritas. I don't even know what that means. Nobody does that. That's not a thing. Like, I'm on the beach with my margarita. I don't go, you know what I could go for right now? I go for some ice cream.
1: Yeah, I don't get it.
2: She also has a sweet tooth and enjoys chocolate and cake. Okay. This is the most. Also, she wants you to know. I'm catching a pattern. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Priyanka Chopra's daily routine. She's trying to do that thing where she's not like super obsessed with all the healthiness that everybody's doing. She just kind of eats and like she wakes up. She like has a coffee. She loves coffee. And we know super health obsessed people act like they don't like coffee. because They're like, oh, I kind of have coffee. Yeah. Even though coffee doesn't do anything to you. Uh, And then she's like, I don't eat a strict diet. I'm eating some lies. Well, she's also doing that when it comes to exercising. Can you imagine what her exercise routine is like?
1: She probably doesn't actually have an exercise routine. She's on the move so much that she gets she burns all the calories she needs just working in a day.
2: Pretty much. In fact, you know, she is a little more disciplined with her exercise than, say, ice cream and margaritas on the beach. But she wants you to know that she's not a, quote, gym freak. And she has no interest in shrinking one or two sizes. Instead, she prefers, you know, like yoga, spin, cardio. And um, they help her stay fresh and relaxed. But she's not overdoing it. And by the way, um, she's... Very fortunate to have just a great metabolism. So, you know, she doesn't have to think about it. She's
1: one of those people who wants us all to believe that she just woke up like that. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Like, I just i am naturally beautiful. I don't have to do any of that stuff. I don't have to be a slave to all that stuff that... All you other troll ladies have to do to try to look presentable in a day. With your
2: hump on your back. I just
1: got real lucky. Yeah, she doesn't have to file down her back hump. She doesn't have to do any of that. She doesn't
2: have to scale her her hooves. No. No, she's just a beautiful woman. And you know that it's lies. First of all,
1: she has foot cheese.
2: Okay. I could have gone an entire segment without hearing the phrase foot cheese, but thank you. Yes, (laughs) she probably has some stanky feet like Lori. She's probably huffing her own brand out of her boot right before her show. True story. Lori did that yesterday. It's a true story. Anyway. Anyway, uh, so Priyanka Chopra, she has no set routine, but she's really she's just lucky. She's got some uh, metabolism. Of course, the rest of us fatties don't you know our bodies are just revolting against us so we can't eat ice cream and you know again it's designed to make you think like if only if only you know you were doing life right you'd you, just be able to sit on a beach somewhere eating margaritas and ice cream
1: i this when i hear all of this like i get what she's trying to present to us don't you want to
2: know what she's really like yeah i bet she's slapping children i mean honestly <laughs> When somebody is that comes off as that normal or tries to come off as that normal, nobody is that normal. Right? Like you and I are not. You and I are very laid back and low key when it comes to stuff like this. Mostly because we've gone, we've done all the other stuff. When it comes to like working out and eating, it's like there there are part. Nobody is all one thing. So there are parts of us that are like. Or times in our lives when we're maybe more strict about one thing. But we all have, like, insecurities. Right. We all have things that, despite our best intentions, don't go according to plan. Like, this is just too perfect by half, which tells me that it's lies.
1: When somebody looks too put together on the outside and makes themselves sound so put together on the outside, you know what that means? What? Their insides are a hot mess. Yeah. So, I would love to be a fly on the wall in her quiet moments
2: like she probably takes diet pills or like you know does that like like extreme colonics or there's something that's like a behavior that she would not want anybody to know about yeah because that to me is typical of people who outwardly facing always try to look normal and like perfect. they have to have something on the inside that's completely absurd right.
1: exactly we see you Priyanka Chopra uh-huh. we see you Mm-hmm. But we don't relate to. You. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is the most ridiculous excuse you've ever used to get out of something? It's okay, you can out yourself here. Bradley has a great story. So does uh, another celebrity. We'll tell you after this 651-641-1071. What's the ridiculous excuse you used to get out of something on my talk one zero seven one?
0: My talk one zero seven one. Everything.
1: Okay.
0: Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.